At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome, one and all, to Knife Talk, the number one knife talk for anybody interested in knives, whether you're a maker, collector, DIY, or whatever you are. Hosted by myself, Craig Lockett of Chop Knives, Jeff Fader of Fader Knives, and Barefoot Malmasi, who isn't with us again today. He's back tomorrow, so next week he will be back on the show. Um, we hope you're having a good time, Echo. Did you call him Barefoot Malmasi? Barefoot. Oh, Barefoot. Barefoot Momasi. I was like, like, like nah, that's not so bad either. <laughs> he's having a good uh, old time. He's having. He's going up and down the, the Pacific Coast Highway, and he's seeing all sorts of makers, and I'm looking forward to hearing his exploits. Yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been following along on Instagram, and it looks as if he's having a great time. He's going to some great places as well. Rick Hall, nice. Mike Quisenberry, Yard of Fissery. Who else nice. Seen? Well, ways. funnily enough, I'm following his wife, so I'm seeing her around swimming pools and in the sun and that kind of thing while he's off doing work. That's the move. She's the, she's the smart one. He's sitting around in the hot sun with his ba- Bamf apron on, sweating, yeah. her, sweating her away. But, you know, that's how he does, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's certainly having a better better week of it than I've had, and I believe what you've had. Oh, as really? Well. You think so? Uh, it's been a week. Oh, what Jesus a shit Christ. house of a week, I'd say. Yeah. So, welcome to this week's therapy session with me, Craig Lockwood, and Jeff Theda. Yeah. Duel- oh. This is going to be dueling miserable weeks. <laughs> we got to try hard to keep energy up or something this week because <laughs> it could easily spiral. Well, I, I got <laughs> plenty of stories and we got some jokes around. We're going to try to joke it up, but we might as cool. well just lay it all out there, Craig. How the fuck oh. was your horrid week? <laughs> uh, okay, so it started uh, not long after the show last week. Um, one of the twins uh, just being sick. They're, I mean, they, they aren't sick kids, but literally physically throwing up everywhere. I was like, oh, jeez. Oh, no. Um, then the next night, the other one did. And I was like, okay, well, this is clearly something now. What's going on? So we all did COVID tests. Um, we all come back as negative, but the baby, who's 15 weeks old, come back as positive. <sighs> um, at the time, he was fine. 
We woke up the next day after another night of no sleep because the, the twins are throwing up all through the night. Um, but they were still testing negative. Um, but the baby who tested positive the day before, we woke up and he was having problems breathing, wheezing, um, coughing like a 60 smoker a day. You know, it was it was terrible. And he's, and he's obviously in pain, so he's crying. He's pale. So there's obviously doctor's visits, hospital visits, um, and now my wife is sick and literally throwing up and shivering. But again, she's testing negative. But I think what we can say from this is the fact that the baby is tested positive and we're all sick. I think we've all caught it, really. You right. Know? Um, but we're just te- for some reason we're testing negative. But. How do you? How do they treat uh, a fifteen month, a fifteenth, fifteen week old with COVID? Yeah, it's horrible. So he's got almost like um, it's almost like an asthma pump to help open up. First of all, they thought it was like a bronch, like a bronchial infection, um, you know, of his lungs, that kind of thing. Um, but it's only when we tested, we was like, oh well, no, it's more than that. Um, so he's it's basically like an asthma pump, but he's got like a face mask that you need to put on him first, and the asthma pump fits through the small hole. And it's horrible because he hates it because he thinks, yeah. you know, he can't breathe. He's like, oh, what the hell's going on? And you've got to keep it on him for so long. It's it's horrible. It's traumatic every time. We need to do that three times a day. And each time it ends up in tears for all of us. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. Um, but he's he's looking a lot brighter today, thankfully. Um, he's got a bit of colour back. He's not coughing so much. And he's actually smiling a bit. So I think things are on the up. Um, but the twins are still thrown up every night. Every um, night? Every, and they're fine through the day, absolutely fine. They're eating normally, they're happy, they don't seem to have any headaches or anything. But when they go to bed, um, they're throwing up and it's like, oh. Is it oh. possible that it's your cooking? Well, well. Bolognese all the time. You never know what's <laughs> kids. We, there is a story to this week's cooking, actually, because we, we weren't expecting this. So we hadn't, you know, we hadn't stocked up, right. you know, and, you know. Pre-pandemic, I think everybody was stocking up, thinking this could happen to us. Let's make sure we got, you know, we've relaxed ourselves a bit. So we didn't have much in. So we've signed up to all these like Hello Freshes and all these, you know, the I think they're Blue Plate they call them right. in in the US. Um, so we have been eating different stuff this week as well. But um, the kids are enjoying it and they're not being sick after the food. It's, it's literally through the night time. I'm just kidding. Clearly, I'm not uh, yeah. blaming you for that. I mean, however. <laughs> My sister used to throw up every time she'd leave the house because my I'm not I mean when she'd come over for for dinner every so often because my 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 dad's cooking was so rich that she just mm. used to pull over the side of the road and bark. Oh jeez! So we'd always make <laughs> jokes about that. Mm. She was not but bulimic. We've been on a bit of a mission to um, basically not waste food well, because the last couple the last couple of weeks you know we, we've been the sun's been shining we've had visitors. So any of the sort of shopping that we've got in, we've just been out eating and it's all gone to waste. We're like, right, everybody's gone home now, so we're just going to try and, you know, eat as well as we can and not leave any sort of waste. Um, but then this happens, so we've got all these, you know, these Hello Freshies and stuff coming. And to be honest, they're great because everything comes – this sounds like an ad, I believe. Believe me, it's not. But everything, everything – I'm sure you've seen that. Everything comes in you know, pre-weighed packaging right. and everything's, you know, it's super easy to do. So, yeah, they're, they're really good. But, um, yeah, my wife's on this big thing. and No waste in the house. And we're just like, okay, okay, okay. It's good. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to yeah, do, but with with kids as well, yeah. But um, but no, everybody's as it. The baby's on the mend, which was our biggest worry because you know being that young, there's not much you can do for them. Um, and there's a couple of times, you know, through the night where we're like, do we need to do a big hospital dash now and get them on a respirator? And it was, yeah, it was touch and go a few times, you know, whether we needed to do that. But um, he's he's brighter today. Um, yeah, we've all just been going a bit cabin crazy as well. Oh, you know, I can imagine. All, all stuck in, nobody could visit, and all this kind of stuff. But um, 
Um, I managed to slip out this morning for a few hours. Um, what did you? What did you? What did you buy? Ah, I bought a new guitar. Oh. Well, actually, a very, a very old guitar, which um, th- this guy has been keeping for a while for me. And it's just like, you know, are you going to have it or not? And I'm like, oh, just, I had to pop out this morning and get that. So so I've had a bit of a break from everybody today. And I've come back and my wife is climbing the walls. You know, the kids, are, you know, they've had enough of painting. They've had enough of watching TV and all, you know, it's just, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just hard. But, you know, I, I feel as if I'm doing this every week at the moment. I'm just like, oh, life is hard. But it fucking is at the moment. It's really hard. And we got, because we've been at home, we've been sucked into looking at, you know, watching the news and stuff. And I've let it get, get to me, you know, particularly, you know, the, you know, the big news in the States this week and that kind of thing. It's just really got to me. And I'm thinking, humans are fucking terrible things. And, um, yeah, so I've looked for, I've been looking forward to the show today. Hopefully we can, we can raise our spirits a bit as well. Well, before we raise our spirits, I'd like to drop them down a few more pegs, if you don't mind. <laughs> I mean, number one, I would say, I would, I mean, you know, number one, what's going on in the world is is not fantastic, and what's going on in the United States is not fantastic. It hasn't been mm. been fantastic in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. I kind of believe that a lot of ah, I'm not talking politics. Don't worry about. It. Listen, all you podcasters will say we're not going to talk politics. It's because you're too stupid to talk politics. So we're not going to do it because I'm too stupid to talk politics. And that's really what it comes down to. I hear a lot of podcasters be like, well, you know, I don't want to talk about politics as if you can. Yeah. It's no point. Yeah. I mean, we're not equipped it's and we're life, not going to add to it. it. Yeah. It's life and it, and it affects us. But um, yeah, we try not to put, you know, political stuff out there and stuff. But it does affect us. And I think that does, you know, show in the show as well. Now, if, um, if, if we could talk about it in a nuanced way, that would be a little bit more, you know, thoughtful. And our listeners could be a little bit more thoughtful, then maybe mm-hmm. we would do it. But it's just like, there's just no point. It's just, we're yeah. too stupid. And our listeners are too stupid. So yeah. it's well, like, I wouldn't say, <laughs> so it's not, uh, <laughs> I would say, okay, I mean, okay, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not taking it back what I just said. I, we're not all capable of having a conversation where people just don't get mad at each other and yell. So yeah. let's just people, knock it people off. People are looking to be offended by things. Fine. And Fine. why why put the bait out there? Fine. Recreational outrage is not for me. I mean, I yeah. like the easy shit, you know, like knives are an art. That's easy. You know, it's, yeah. no one really gives a shit. Yeah. You start talking about abortion, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, what are we doing here? Yeah. So, yeah. Agreed. Well, Agreed. I had a fucking hard week too, to be honest with you. Tell us all, Jeff. Let's just get it out here. But there is a funny story that I'd like you to not... I'd like you to laugh at when I tell you the story and not be too English. I want you to know that I'm giving you carte blanche to laugh at this particular story. Okay. So I've been talking about how during the pandemic, I kind of took care of my mother and I like made sure that she got groceries and I actually was delivering her groceries with COVID and I was double protecting her and she never had COVID the whole time. And then... We started to notice that there was she needed more help, and we moved her into a place a couple of years ago that was uh, a little bit more of senior living. They made food, and there was a little bit more kind of like checking in on her, and a little bit more helpful. But it wasn't like a, it was not a nursing home or something like that. Yeah. Through yeah. the years, it's become she's becoming a little bit more difficult, and she's very sweet and loving, and I love my mother, but. It's like, you know, you know, so, and then on top of all that, you know, stuff, it's like, you know, she hasn't really wanted to, you know, I've got to stop saying, you know, but she hasn't really wanted to take her meds or there's been all issues. Yeah. So we, I finally got like a couple of weeks ago, I got like 
I got like, uh, what should I say? I got reamed out by the building, and they basically said that if reamed you out, that's a horrible phrase. Well, I mean, it's not like I mean, not, I mean they, yeah, it's not. They laced me. I got laced by the by the, okay. the building, okay. and um, they said if she doesn't get uh, home aids, that she's not going to be welcome there anymore. So it took a long time to get her have health aids, not health aids, but the, like nurses, but people to help her with. Simple things around her apartment, keeping it clean, keeping herself clean, blah, blah, blah. So finally, after like months of trying to figure out if, you know, you know, she finally was accepting and I had to, you know, drop the hammer on her and say, look, if you don't have the, if these people don't come in, they're going to, you're going to be out, out of this nice apartment. And it was a long time coming. And so the first day the home health aid comes within the first two hours and I prepared her. I was like, be nice to this woman and this is what she's going to do. And da, da, da. The first two hours she's there, they already call the ambulance. My mother was dizzy, and she they called the ambulance. So, so then they called me, and I ran to the hospital. My mother was put in the ER. Her blood, her blood sugar was not – I'm not going to go into her health issues, but things were not great. And apparently she had a few other things that we didn't know about. Apparently she had had a stroke. Like, oh, you know, we, they don't know when. But like it wasn't recent, and there were other things, and and you know it was just very clear. It was tough. It was the whole thing was tough. Luckily for me, the hospital in this area is very good. Um, it's close by, uh, and I felt very confident. But I had to like rush around. We had to hire a social worker, and we had to kind of make no. plans of what we're going to do with her. And the you know the the way they work is the it it was a whole big production, and it was like. I had to kind of have short-term plans and long-term plans. I had a plan, plan B and plan C, and all of a sudden, plan C looked better than plan A, and it, it was just a lot of hustling around, right? And it was so, like so. Your your mother lived in the basement. Is that plan A or Z? Or you know, in on the spectrum, how close is it to either? My mother living in our house is plan no, not going to happen. There's no, okay. there's That's no plan Z then. Okay, it's not okay. even. It isn't even. There's <laughs> not. There's not an alphabet long enough. <laughs> to, 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 okay. to, to get that it's just not happening you just can't um and um so i'm going in and i'm talking to the doctors and they're telling me giving me a litany of all these this and that and the other thing and it's kind of pretty overwhelming and we're dealing with a uh social worker who's going to help us with medicaid i'm not going to explain the whole thing but medicaid medicare and all this bullshit yeah, yeah. and 200 dollars an hour later it's like you know <laughs> if, what are you going to do what's what was all we can do and and um, I'm talking to my mother, and I just said to her, you know, they told me, you know, I'd also, we'd have her at another doctor, and the doctor said that she's got, you know, she's got dementia. So I'm talking to my mother, and I'm just kind of like easing her into the fact that she might not be ending up in her apartment much longer. She might need mm -hmm. more help. And I'm trying to be nice, and I'm trying to be, you know, just ease it in, ease it in, so to speak. Don't don't say that's what she said, okay? This is I'm talking to my mother. Thank you very much. <laughs> So I said to my mom, I said, look, mom, you know, I just want you to be prepared for the fact that we're, I'm working with the doctors and the social workers and try to get you the best situation possible and where you're healthy and you're happy and blah, blah, blah. But you're going to have to be understanding. You know, you might not be in your apartment much longer. Why? And I said, well, and now I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to tell you the story and then I'm giving you permission to laugh. I was kind of throughout this, I talked to her. Her, her, she's got two brothers. One of them passed away about 12 years ago from uh, cancer. And I called her husband, her, so I called her his widow. Just to let her know and, and what was going on. And she said, I just want you to know that I had a conversation with her. 
you know, six months ago and she said some things that were disturbing to me. And I said, well, what do you mean disturbing? She said, well, she asked me how my husband was and her, her, her brother, my mother's brother who, who had died. died. Yes. And yeah. she said that was very upsetting. And I said, I'm very sorry. You know, I understand. And that must've been very upsetting. And I'm listening and talking to her. I talked to her other brother. I talked to the closest people in her, in our family to her. So I took, you know, when my, my, my aunt told me about what my mother said about her brother. It was just like upsetting. So I'm talking to my mom and I said, I'm explaining to her like, you know, look, there are these things that are going on. And I said, you know, your, your health isn't great. You need help with, you know, the, the easy, the basic stuff. I said, the doctor just said that you had a stroke. So, I mean, that's big and you have dementia. And she goes, well, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> and I said, well, well, it's true. And she goes, well, how do you know I have dementia? And I said, Mom, you talked to your sister-in-law and asked her how your brother was. Your brother's been dead for 12 years. Oh. And she goes, he died? Oh, no. That was the best part because it was just like that. Like, oh. that was, he died? And I was like, fucking, that's fantastic. I mean, that it sounds terrible, but at the same time, it's like you want to do gallows humor. I mean, that shit is funny. Oh, so, oh, I mean, it's so funny because. To to a, oh, yeah, no. so like. You know, that's that, and she's now we're, she's now in the in the hospital. She's been in the hospital all week, and we're going to get her into a rehabilitation center that's going to help her kind of with her walking and help her with some other things. She's got some things that need to take be taken care of before she gets back, and we're lining up all this stuff, and we're draining you know our bank accounts, and we're going to take care mm. of this, and we're going to do what's right, and it's not pretty, and uh, that's the way it is. But the you know, I'll tell you the takeaway. The takeaway is. And this is a lot of our listeners are younger, younger than me. I'll say younger than me. I'm not going to say younger than you. You motherfuckers better start taking care of yourselves, your health. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because you, there's a very, very good chance you're going to be a burden to someone. <laughs> there's a very, very good chance. And the other thing is, is you're going to find that the later, the older you get, and the have to make, and the doctor's going to tell you you have to make drastic changes. When you're already, the damage is done. I started making mm. changes to my diet when I was 30 because I had my cholesterol was real high and my doctor gave me fritz about it. And I, out of spite, I dropped my cholesterol and I did a kind of like a vegetarian diet and I dropped my cholesterol and I got a good. I really kind of started, you know, changing my diet when I was 30. And now I'm, I'm now I'm fucking fighting weight. I got my blood back. I'm a, I'm a monster. However, speaking of inheritance, I'm inheriting what I'm inheriting pre-diabetes from my one side of the family, a cancer from the other side of the family. <laughs> Glaucoma. I'm like, that's my inheritance. It's going to be like goddamn the, 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 the genet, my fucking genetic. So I'm, I'm telling you all, if you're listening to this podcast and you're sitting there with that fucking cheesesteak in your mouth and you're drinking your beers and you got that, if you're, if you're looking down straight to your toes and you see stomach before your dick, you got a problem. <laughs> you, got a, you got a fucking problem and you better change this shit now. Because you're going to be a burden to someone. I'm telling you. And that's Don't it. Don't be a burden. Okay. Don't be a fucking okay. burden. Don't be a burden to someone. Let's lighten the mood a bit. Can, can we talk about the video that you sent me this week? Is that gone public we, yet? It has not gone public, but we can talk about it for sure. Oh, okay. okay. For sure. Okay. Well, first of all, let's do this because there's a bit of a link. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. 
And you know what? Go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat instead, because that will take you to sourceceramics.com, who are a distributor of Even Heat. They've got some in stock ready to ship tomorrow. Ready to ship tomorrow with $75 off and free shipping in the US. So that's Soul Ceramics, and the best way to get that discount is to go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat, and we put that description in the in the link. So I, I put that in on purpose because it was an even heat ad, and uh, you've been using your even heat this week to do something unconventional, haven't you, Jeff? I have. I did a video that I don't know. We have to coordinate it with – see, some of the people who do who do content – they don't coordinate their content with something to buy. So we're about to launch the new Neptune Sunrise a Hinge Cracker Oyster Knife, and I had a video made. And Tony and I and Allison were talking about, by the way, Allison loves Knife Talk. Allison sends me uh, oh, messages, brilliant. loves <laughs> Knife Talk. I think that she liked the guy with the dick coming out of his arm the most. <laughs> that was a fucking, she, yeah. she, said, she said, that was really funny. So... Shout out to Allison. AZ's, AZ's the best. So we were talking in one meeting, and, and they were. I, I was saying, you know, it would be fun if we could do some sort of content. And we're trying to do more, like, food-related relationships to, our, to the products we're making. So yeah. I had this idea to do, let's just do a demo on how to open oysters. And we'll make that oyster dish, that charbroiled oyster dish I did. And I said it will be fun to do it. And... I had plates made uh, a year or so ago. Uh, uh, Chris Zeppieri made me these plates, and I put these steel plates with the exact size of a uh, sizzle platter, which is a cooking platter, and I had, it was the exact size and fit into the even heat. And I said, "Let's heat the let's heat the plate up to on fifteen hundred degrees, and then we'll raise and then we'll put the plate over the sizzle platter with food on top of it, and we'll cook it in the shop." So we did that a uh, number of years ago, a year or so ago with, uh, or two years ago with uh, Chef Charlie Palmer, and it was awesome. And I thought, let's do it again with the oysters, because the oysters are, so we had a video, my friend Fred came in, who's a video guy, and he, I told him what we did, I told him what we were going to do, I really kind of organized how it should kind of look, and the, I streamlined it, so it was only two hours of filming, which was just about an hour more than I could handle, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And we, I sh- sh- did a demo on shucking oysters with the oyster knife. Did the did the trademark pink shirt come out, which is your media shirt? The fucking shirt from Epicurious. Yeah. No, you know what? I hate that guy. Oh, that shirt sits okay. in my. You know that shirt sits in my closet. <laughs> that fucking shirt. They had when I did Epicurious. They had me bring in a couple shirts, and they ticked that one. That would be a great shirt if I didn't wear it on that goddamn YouTube video. And I see it in the closet <laughs> all the time, and I think maybe I should wear that. And I think. You're not wearing that ever again. So it's just going to fucking sit there. So, no, I was wearing the fade. I was, you know, in sales pitch mode. So I was wearing a Fader Knives t-shirt. And we did this great video. And I shucked 12 oysters. And we did did it twice just to have extra footage. And we cooked the oysters. And the cool part was, was the videographer, Fred, he said, I don't like oysters. I said, you try these. I said, you just give me a try with these. You try these oysters. I I, I think I'm going to change your mind. And he tried them, and he was like, "These are really, really good." Mm. So I did the same with my father-in-law at Christmas. He was like, "I don't like oysters," and I was like, "Honestly, try these." And he loves oh, them. anything in garlic, butter, and Parmesan cheese, yeah. and that saltiness <laughs> yeah. from the from the oysters. It was. I mean, it's a it's a bad. I mean, it's just like a knock them dead, change your mind about everything yeah. dish. So we did it. It's great. The funny thing is, is I sent it to Allison and Tony, and Allison and Tony was like, "This is awesome. We have to do more of this." And I'm thinking, "Oh God." <laughs> I literally, uh, Fred's great, but if I didn't organize exactly how this was going to be, he would have been here all day. 
you know. It could be a six-hour shoot, oh, yeah. The yeah, only easily. thing we were waiting for was for the heat, the even heat to heat. The, I mean, we, I was so organized in regards to the sh- – not to, in terms of what shots what I thought we needed to get, and he was on board with me completely. It was the hardest part was waiting for the oven to go from zero to 1,500 degrees. But mm. still – was it, it, Was it one shot then? Did you just do everything just in that we one We did it twice. Heat? We did it twice, right. and it – the. We did it twice. I did it with six oysters and then did it with another six oysters just to kind of like make sure we had the shots right. But I tell you what, my system for opening oysters was perfect. And it was perfect. And I opened every single one up without any problems. There's a real issue that people have with opening oysters. They think you're supposed to jam the the, the oyster into the... uh, to, into the hinge and push mm. it open, and that's not what you're supposed to do. You're su- twist. You're supposed yeah. to get it in a little bit and then wiggle it. So if that's you that's what she said. There we go. My man, my man. That's the correct time. Not when I'm talking about my mother. So you you put it in a little bit and then you twist a little bit and then it's, it pops open. But if you if you people just go fucking nuts and then they just that's how they drive it in their hand. And the funny thing is, is I wrote the newsletter. The newsletter is so fucking out of line. I was such in a weird mood from visiting my mother in the hospital that I was just like, fucking, I'm just going to be out of line. And I, it's so fucking out of line. And I sent it to Allison and Tony and they're just like, this is it. This is it. So the newsletters are getting fucking, they're starting to get raunchy. So if you want to get on the Fader Knives newsletter and get this thing, this is a, this is a pain. I sent it to my, my, my kid. My kid's like, Jesus Christ, Dad, you run a business? <laughs> and I sent it to my wife, and my wife was just like, wow, I can't believe you wrote that. But it's good. It's well-written, and it's funny, but it's like, you know, it ain't corporate that's shit. That's what you'd need. Nobody wants corporate bullshit in that inbox. That, that's what you need. I'm getting that kind so of much, like... Nice messages about the fucking newsletter because it's just like it's funny. It's just some funny shit. So, yeah, yeah. So we're waiting for the new. They're gonna Tony and Allison are getting the newsletter squared away, and then we get it up on the website, and then I'll kind of coordinate the video with, you know, being able to sell something. It's just stupid. Not it's stupid to kind of like put it up without there being like a payoff. Yeah, exactly. You know? Instead of a coming soon, it's like right now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you know we got. I, I, I've, I'm just about to finish all the June orders this week with uh, David. David's helping me out, and uh, look, we're onward, onward, and I'm getting ready to go to Barcelona. So, look yeah, at me. when is that? What what date is that? It's the I think the 22nd of July. July, right. and we're gonna. I think so. I, th- I don't have it, the date ahead of me, but I got. I got. We're gonna. I have to forge some knives for. For we're gonna do a collaboration with Tomer, and he's excited. And I'm actually, my family just left for for a week, so I'm at the shop. And after we do this, I'm actually gonna forge some hammers and do all sorts of stuff. So nice. How you been? Nice. Other than that, are you doing any uh, making anything and any knives or? <laughs> Are you too busy cleaning things up? <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing. And in fact, it's been, I'd say, maybe 10 days since I've stepped into the shop. Honestly. We had visitors here before the uh, before the sickening, as I call it, started. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a while. So you mean Typhoid I'm Mary, hom- when Typhoid Mary stopped by? It, yeah, exactly, yeah. So <laughs> we need to test the kids again on Sunday night, and we've been told by the school if they are... Um, if they're good to go, they can go back to school Monday. So that means I can go back into the shop, which is amazing. So fingers crossed. The thing is, there's no um, guidelines out here at the moment. Yeah. 
It's like, do what the fuck you... Even if you're testing positive, do what the fuck you like. So, you know, so obviously we contacted the school and said, you know, what, what do you advise? You know, we'd want to send them in. But they're also being little bastards around the house. <laughs> you know? What? Um, but, yeah, what they said is quite fair. So leave it till Sunday and then we'll see if they're... Because t- they, they've tested negative the whole time. They've never tested positive. Um, but, you know, just being responsible, we thought we need to keep them home. Everybody's so, yeah, getting it. People yeah, got it. Bla- yeah. Everyone got it. A lot of people got it at Blade Show. A lot of people got it at my college reunion. It's like, you know, mm. it's, what are you going to do? I will give one one big shout out is I was in such a sour mood. Uh, I think one of the days my mom was in the hospital and I got a message from Brian House, our fearless mm. announcer. Oh, you did. You, you did an episode with he them. He asked. He says, you want to fill in? I had said to him, I'm like, I, they were on one, they one episode. They were talking about something. I was just like. You know, anytime you need a fill-in, I'm happy to do it. I wanted to, like, I probably wanted, most likely I wanted to mix it up with something that they had said, I'm sure. And I forgot what it is now, but it's just like, so I put that into him. And he'd been on full blast a couple times, and I felt like I should, you know, avail myself if they wanted. And I said to him, like, if you ever need a fill-in, let me know. So uh, they send me, he sends me a message. He's like, you want to come on today? Right after I get back from the hospital, I think maybe I should. And I'm just like, you know what, maybe I fucking should. And I had such a good time with Brian and B. Cone. And uh, we had a really, it was, a, it was, it just cheered me right up and we were just shooting the shit and it was a lot of fun and I appreciate those guys. And, you know, if you're not listening to the work for a podcast, you're making a huge, you're making a huge, mistake. they're good dudes and they're, they're, they're really, you know, trying to make something good for the community and they're doing a lot. I mean, as far as the makery network, I mean, they are as consistent as it gets. So, oh, by the way, if you have the chance, send them the makery network bumper so they can, so he can put it on the. He can put right, it on his okay. website on the on the shows. Okay. So, yeah, but yeah, that that, that is quality stuff that they do. It is it's professional grade stuff. You know, it sounds the, great. I mean, the the, the the his audio is dynamite. His, I mean, yeah. his audio is dynamite. So that was that. Okay, Boom. cool. Okay, let's get into it. Let's we're what half an over half an hour. Well, I, I'll give you um, some. There, I'll, I have a ton to work with. We have a ton of stuff to work with. I don't know if you have to okay. put on a combat ad or some. Um, let's get about the way, shall we? Combat a brick. <laughs> Sorry, th- these are our valued, <laughs> our valued sponsors. Take it away, Brian. <laughs> get about the way. Combat abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at combatabrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. There we go. There's one out of the way. <laughs> Two out of the way, even. Let I tell you, what, let's do. We got a bunch of questions. Let's just do two or three questions, then we get on to more of the fun stuff, and we we'll see where we go. Right? How's that? So sound? Whatever you want. Let's have a look. Uh, do, 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 do maritime knife supply. Um, who's the sponsor of the show? Um, if you are a Canadian, or um, even if you're in the US and you want to take advantage of that dollar, go to maritimenifesupply.com because they've got everything you could possibly need. They, they sell combat abrasives, they sell DASA stuff, they sell everything you need. Go take a look, maritimenifesupply.com. And he's come with a question. Sleep or work? You can't have both. Hmm. They balance each other, don't they, I think? Um, if you're... Only sleeping and not working, you won't be happy. If you're only working and not sleeping, you're not going to be doing good work. So I think it needs, it needs to be a, a healthy balance of either. Um, I think that out of us two, I think we're both on the extreme ends of both scales. Most likely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think meeting in the middle would probably be the way to go. But, um, yeah, you need, you, need, you need to be healthy to work well 
Um, and I think, it, and also, if, if you're not working, it's not healthy. It's not. It's not healthy on your mind. Um, so, yeah, a balance of both, and for everybody, is going to be a different level of each. You know, dial it in. Um, but yeah, you can't do one without the other. I think. I love working so hard that I just fall asleep. That's my favorite. Like, I hate. Like, I don't. I like a vacation. I don't. I really don't like napping because. I always wake up, and I'm as soon as I wake up from a nap, and I, when I wake up from regular sleep, I'm not hungry. When I wake up for mm. a nap, it's like I've never eaten. You know, I, it's crazy. <laughs> I get fucking famished, and I don't, I don't understand it. And it's like I get just, I'm just cranky. I'm a total asshole for a while after I've taken a nap, but I'm starving. Mm. I'm like fucking crushing whatever's in the refrigerator. It's like weird. I don't like napping, yeah. to be honest with you. I, I hate nap. I feel terrible after a nap. Yeah. I feel like almost hungover. Yeah. You, know, you wake up and you're just a bit sort of woozy and a bit, oh. Even in that hammock, my, my you wife, don't like to... My wife, you if there's a spare 10 minutes. If we got in the car yeah, for 10 minutes, you'll sleep five minutes of that and be absolutely fine when she wakes up as if she hadn't. But to, no, I can't do it. I, don't, I can't I hate, do it at all. I mean, it feels good to nap, but it's like the ramifications of napping. And then, and then the other thing is this, if you nap too long... Your significant other just like looks at you like you're just a piece of <laughs> shit, especially if you've taken like a two hour nap and then you're yeah. like, what's going on? And I don't, I'm, where's my this? And I don't know what happened here. What, why do I have to do? And she's looking at you fucking just being such an asshole and you've had a fucking two hour nap. I don't do it. The guilt isn't worth it. I don't yeah. do it. I don't do it. Yeah. I like to wake up <laughs> okay. early too. I, I resent waking up early, but I do it. What was it going to... Oh, yes, that was it. Yeah. So I, I think I, I like work over sleep, but I do like okay. sleep when it's good. Yeah, you, you sounded confused then. I think yeah. you may need to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bates. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, no, I was going to tell you something then. You sounded a bit confused. Oh. I'll say, Jeffrey, I'm sorry, your uncle has passed. But that's that's a terrible Well, it, was, it would be funny if I had said he had... He had? <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know what made it... I'll remind you every 10 so minutes if you Just like. to let you know, I, th I told her br her living brother that story, and he laughed. Oh. And then I told the widow that story. I got nothing. And I got, <laughs> I got fucking nothing. And I... What, too soon? It's been 15 years. I, I mean, I'm thinking the same thing. He's been dead 15 years. Can't... No jokes? Are we, where, do we have no jokes? I, I put the fun in funeral for Christ's sakes. Come on. I mean, so it's so I came up with. Uh, so you'll see in the in the uh, in the in the newsletter. I have a quote, and this this quote was uh, this quote. My favorite quote is uh, "You got to swing at pitches," which is I used to. I told horrible. I told horrible jokes to people. I told you the story about what I said to my grandmother years ago, right? Mm, yes, I think Where so. Yeah, I said yeah. she looked like a giant. You have to look. I said something horrendous to my grandmother. You're gonna have to go back to the archives. I ain't telling it again. But I, I basically referred to her. I thought she was wearing a pink poncho, and I thought that she looked like you know, rolled a condom over. <laughs> and I might have said something about like that. I thought I was being clever, and I got fucking laced. And I thought, you know what? And then I told my dad the story. He thought it was hilarious. And I thought, fuck it, I'm swinging at pitches. So you got always swing at pitches. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Jeffrey Bays has asked a question. Do you want, do you want to do this uh, yeah. one? Uh, Jeffrey Bays says, hey, guys, question. Where is everyone getting their handle material from? I see people with these big pieces of black wood or iron wood or stabilized pieces, and I can only ever find standard blocks or scales. Is there some membership thing where you got to do weird stuff to get in? Because I might. 
Uh, yeah. The secret society of handle materials. Don't, don't you know, Jeffrey? Uh, Jeffrey um, Bays, I got to tell you something. God bless you for spelling. You're in, you're in my group with the G E O F F. The fucking Jeffrey. The, uh, our, our, our poor fucking small group of foolishly spelled names. It's like, I mean, what you have to deal with, what I have to deal with. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's like, I got it. I got it. Hmm. That is the number one reason why I, well, the number, it's one of the reasons why I go to Blade Show. Because being able to see stuff in your hands is so different from, from seeing it online. I've totally hmm. bought stuff online that they just, it is just not the same as when it shows up. So I would highly suggest going to knife events going to events and seeing them and getting your hands on. I mean, those are the guys who make, who do great, great uh, business is because once again, you you can get G10. I know what Royal blue G10 looks like. I know what orange looks like, but I mean that those burls, it's just the color just does not translate. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know the trick, you know, they spray them with some water first, you know, get them them popping in the pictures. And when they arrive at you, they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. But not quite the same. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I generally don't use many sort of natural woods, um, uh, mainly because I can't get them here. Um, So I use uh, somewhere called Mercon, which is uh, Mercon.fr in France. Um, They're a big handle supplier. Um, I'm not sure where you're from, Jeffrey. I assume the US, but if you are in Europe, Mercon or Ground uh, Ground Flat Supplies, I think GFS. Um, David there always got really nice handle material, so take a look there as well. And they, they ship worldwide as well, so worth looking. But um, yeah, with regards to blackwood and ironwoods, I, I don't really buy it myself. So I don't know. There's a there's a there's a uh, there's an Instagram page called Rockin' Blocks. And they they have really nice hand, and I know people who who work with them, and I know he's doing right now. Rock and Blocks is doing uh, a lot of Hawaiian koa and stuff, and stuff that's stabilized at K and G. Uh, he's mm-hmm. working with uh, lots of colors uh, with Neil Kamamura, and there are guys who do a really great job with with wood. You can find yourself a relationship with some of these guys. And that's the best. I know that I get I get some hybrid stuff from AK Designs. Those guys do a great job. And who's the guy who does the? There's some handle scales that I've been buying a pile of, and I just forgot the guy's name. I'm so stupid. I'm sorry. I'm so confused sorry. again. But it's like you know. Jeff, I hate to tell you this, Jeff. What? Your uncle. Um, he's no longer with us. What? How long has it been? <laughs> This is a terrible <laughs> joke, dude. I, this, I swear yeah, to this God, can't go I, I mean, this can't go on. I'm sorry. I'm not mad about it, but I mean, it's just like, oh, I got a hot under the collar here, <laughs> making me making me sound bad. None, none of my family <laughs> listen to this, but you know that doesn't mean fine. This doesn't mean it's not in poor taste. Okay. I'm going to tell everybody about um, TexasFireSupply.com anyway. Um, Down there in the south, um, everything that you need as a knife maker uh, or farrier, obviously. Um, But they sell in Dasa as well, which is the, you know, the sandpaper of choice, the secret society of sandpaper artists. I'm sure they would use in Dasa Rhinoet. TexasFireSupply.com, sell it all. Anything else that you need as a knife maker as well. If you use Knife Talk 10, you'll get 10% off the whole order as well. So take a look, com, And once again, that will be in the description of this show too. Rob's Wildwood does all, ah, of, yes, all the fruity the guys, yes. scales I like, all the double-dyed stuff. 
Rob's Wildwood has awesome handle scales. Awesome handle yeah. scales. Yeah. Cool. Shall we move on from questions? Whatever you want. Um, uh, here's what we got. We got hot takes. We have great tough dilemmas. We have tons of unsolicited advice this week. Let's do some of them. That was fun. Unsolicited advice? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first one is going to be a doozy, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up. Eric Markman. You know Eric Markman? Yes. He's a yep. bad motherfucker out in – he's a journeyman smith out in the Netherlands. He says, you know what you should do? So basically – so unsolicited advice is basically when people go into your DMs and they tell you what you should do. And it's usually like they think that they're coming up with an idea that you'll use and then they'll be able to kind of, you know – ride the wake of this great idea and then there's your success is their success is basically my opinion so yeah. eric markman says you know what you should do you should stop doing live shop updates about nothing quote this is frank <laughs> from pussy fart forge just giving you a quick shop update future forged and fire failed banners in the background nobody cares just finish your stuff and post that uh, not just to talk about about a couple of ding pieces of steel and use your own name or nobody will know you. Damn, Pussy Fart Forge. Mm. That's a hard that's a hard <laughs> move right there. <laughs> Pussy Fart Forge. <laughs> the PFF. God damn. Can you imagine if Pussy Fart Forge won all this Forge and Fire? Forge and Fire champion, Pussy Fire for, Pussy Fart Forge. That's why they do, that's why they don't put their names up. Yeah, just, that's just in case. Yeah, come yeah, on. Eric yeah. Markman, don't you know they can't be running into you know <laughs> Doug Markita can't be talking about Pussy Fart Forge? Are you crazy? <laughs> All right. While uh, Ronald Knive says, here's a you know what you should do. Address to your listener who is talking about uh, talking about talking to knife makers at shows. As a maker who's exhibited at several shows in the past, so a number of episodes ago, somebody called in and just said that, you know, makers, it was tough to talk to makers at knife shows. Yeah. Yeah. As a maker who has exhibited in several shows in the past, I'm always happy to talk to people with questions about knife making, but please remember that makers at shows are not trying to, are trying to sell knives. Most people getting started are just res, are very respectful, but there's always one guy who insists on standing in front of your middle sitting in the <laughs> middle of your table for 45 minutes asking questions, taking up all your time and physically and verbally getting in the way of your potential customers. Don't be that guy. That guy sucks. Stand Good to the side call. so people can look. And if someone looks like they want to buy something, let them have the maker's attention. We'll be much happier to give you our time and share our knowledge that way. Nice. Ronald dies. Good one. There you go. Good one. Back up. Back. I think that, the, the, you know, I, listening to Work For It and talking and hearing of those guys talk about being at Blade Show, it is, and I've been to twice, and that was a couple number of years ago. It is overwhelming, and it's a great atmosphere because you start to kind of meet the people that you're kind of talking with at Blade Show, and it's this kind of very strange environment. It's not like, mm -hmm. I mean, these are strangers that you've never met, and you start to meet them, and next thing you know, you're talking with them, and then there are more people meeting each other than there may be buying knives at the thing, and so it just becomes very, like, socially awkward, so... Those yeah. are all. So, so would you say there's more makers than potential customers? No there? idea. I, I, I couldn't right. even answer that. There's so many people that go. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people who go to buy like the, uh, like the mid tech stuff. All the like the AG Russell stuff and the and not not as much as him as like Spider Co. People run, mm. to, you know, yeah. Bally Song Kids and all that 
fucking horse shit. They, a lot of yeah. those types there too. If you're into ballet songs, don't DM me. I just make a joke. <laughs> just have a sense of humor. Those types. Those yeah, types. Type. <laughs> those those fucking types. <laughs> I have a sense of humor, ballet song types. Just relax. <laughs> Listen, my grand, my uncle just died. Okay, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> really? <laughs> God, I feel terrible. I'm getting hot every time we make that joke. I'm getting fucking hot. Okay, big schmooge, big schmooge says, listening to the podcast. I'm a huge introvert. That's why I enjoy sitting by myself in the shop for hours. I'm just new to the craft and dreading having to do the show circuit because then I'll be forced to confront my biggest fear, public speaking, versus mm. being able to wordsmith my response on social media. That's another one. Yeah. That, that's similar to you know the last question as well about you know how to sort of treat people at shows and things like right. that. Yeah, and I, th- I think that that's the thing, that we, we sort of we follow people and we think we know them, um, but we don't know what they're like you know, sort of socially. Um, and a lot of people are, you know, fucking... Probably myself included, you know, socially retarded, but you have this almost persona online where you're slightly different, you know. Um, so, yeah, so if you'd have to show and you see people, there's always that thing in it. If you'd have to show and you see people on their own, go and invite them in and, you know, be part of your group. But a lot of people don't want that. So, you know, just, just treat everybody with a bit of sort of respect yeah. and, you know, just ease your way in, as she said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chris, Chris. Rosendahl. Chris, Chris Rosendahl. I'm sorry if I'm getting your name wrong, my man. I guess this is a you know what you should do, but I'll just tell my story. A wise man once told me, why the fuck would you make a tool to make a knife when you can buy the tool and know that it works properly and use that time that you would spend making the tool to make knives? Now, how many days, weeks, hours have you wasted on one tool when you should have been pushing your guts into the platen or squishing steel with that goddamn shank. So he pushing your guts into the platen. He doesn't like. He doesn't like it. He doesn't get it. And it's interesting. The making the tools, making the tools to make tools, is a fascinating conversation. Hmm. Because that's. I mean, that's very much a blacksmith thing. As not well, necessarily. It? It's hmm. because I know a lot of blacksmiths or non-blacksmiths who love making their own tools. Hmm. You know. Yeah. I mean. I suppose if we're doing custom stuff, there's not always necessarily going to be a tool out there for you. And if it's, you know, quick to knock something up, it makes complete sense to. But, like, there's guys like Cliff Dufton who makes – he makes his own grinders, and they're they're amazing. I mean, it is – they make their own uh, hydraulic presses, and they're amazing. There's some people who enjoy – my friend uh, Matt Paul made his own tire hammer. There are people who go take tire hammer making classes, and they make their own tire hammers. There is satisfaction in, in the making of your own tools. It's not money-driven. And I think that, once again, we're falling. sometimes we fall into the trap of everything. We're nickel and diming our time and energy into something as opposed to making something for the sheer enjoyment. You know? Yeah, just for the sake of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm making some hammers. I'm not planning on being a hammer maker. And I, when I have some time, I, it, I enjoy the process so much to where I can use that hammer that I made to make whatever I want. I'm not going to go into the hammer making business, and I have tons of hammers from great hammer makers and friends of mine. Ooh, yeah, that's right. But I enjoy I enjoy making it. I enjoy them. I don't even mind making mistakes because it makes me realize I can, I can do another one. And I'll, I made a couple hammers recently, and I'm, I'm swinging them, and they just don't something about it doesn't feel right. So I'm making mm. some more this week. 
and it's going to be, I mean, it's just a personal journey. I just, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying that everything gets better and better and better. And I like making tongs too, and I'm still not the best at it, but there's, there's philosophical reasons behind it. You, 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 some people enjoy it. Some people nickel and dime everything, you know? And yeah. I, I'm the same way. I used to, I, I'm not buying it. I'm not making my own grinders. I'm not going to do that when yeah. I can, yeah, I can not, get a broad my opinion is My opinion is if I can get something better than I could make, you know, within a reasonable time scale, it makes complete sense to almost outsource that and, and get the better stuff in. But yeah. if you, well, I mean, if I said to you, why are you making music when you can listen to music that's already out there? I mean, it's the same thing. It's like you enjoy making music. Yeah, the process. Yeah, it's the process, right. I suppose, and pretty much like you with the hammers, is it's the process of learning and developing, getting better. Yeah, yeah. I sense. would love yeah. to. I tell you what, I would love Good to analogy. do one day. I would love to make a, a post vice, post vice. I've seen people forge post vice, and they're amazing. And and it would be really a really great project to do. I would love mm. to one day. I know I'm crossing my fingers that one day. Pat Quinn has an anvil making class at the Center for Metal Arts. I'm on one. We'll make my own anvil too. Mm. I would love that. That would be awesome. You know, and mm. you know, people have satisfaction with that stuff. Just to go into that a bit more, I'm just trying to work out that what that process would be. Would it to make a mold, like a sand no. mold, and pour cast well, in? What, what would you do? Forge. I mean, uh, Will Stelter and and, uh, and uh, Ben Snoor made a tiny f- anvil. It's and it's hmm. four, and it, they and they turned it, the anvil into a hammerhead and put a hammer on. It was crazy, but it's just you could for, you forge them. And he, I know that I know that uh, Pat did a double, did a small anvil, and it was forge welded together. There was a waist, and then there was the top part. And it's it's anvils are you can forge anvils. I would have forged an anvil. I mean, yeah, I can only think to forge an anvil. I mean, obviously, if you're casting it, that's one thing. But I mean, it's just like incising parts of steel and drawing stuff out and drawing in a taper and flattening stuff out, and it's that's how they used to be made, you know? Yeah. Wow. Wow. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. He's got the hammer. I mean, okay. at the Center for Mental Arts, 
They got them steam hammers that you'd be able to make. I mean, they've forged giant pieces of steel. They could, at some point, they will be at the point where they will be. Don't wait there. Don't use me as a level of shitness. I was like, even you. I didn't say even. Did I say even you? (laughs) Even someone like you, one of your types. You know, (laughs) you you should be a little bit more respectful. I'm sitting shiva for my uncle. I mean, can't you give me a break? You dressed in black there. In the Can car you just give me a break? I mean, I've been through a lot with my uncle, right? Come on. Uh, God, this fucking uh, bit is making me so uncomfortable. <laughs> so, okay, talking about people who've made their own tools, um, we know a bunch of knife makers who now make grinders um, out of necessity because they wanted something that would suit them. And it turns out it's a bloody good grinder. And you use one day, Jeff, don't I you? love my Broadback iron. And I was about to say, I'm not going to make a grinder when I have my Broadback. Broadback mm. Ironworks makes a great grinder. And because it's less expensive you actually kind of put it together so then you get the you get the chance to put your own grinder together and it's great it's super easy to do um it goes horizontally vertically the platens all the attachments are very user friendly and they're very intuitive um they also fit into the chassis of other grinders and if you put in promo code knife talk you will upgrade to the moreco platen which is a really really very, very useful grinder for knife makers. Now, that said, Broadbeck Ironworks makes grinders for also for sculptors. Leah Arapach has a Broadbeck Ironworks grinder. Uh, Keith Mitchell, who is a woodworker, has a Broadbeck Ironworks grinder. He's a woodworker. They're very versatile. They're great machines to have in your shop. And because they're so, like, all-encompassing, a small shop is perfect for a Broadbeck Ironworks grinder. And they got a sharpening system now. Their new sharpening system. You want to talk about that sharpening system, or? Um, well, yeah, it's a sharpening system basically. Um, it's, I think it uses forty-two inch belts, um, and yeah, you can get you know a super super sharp edge within minutes. Um, it's all new. Um, so go take anyway. Go take a look at broadbackironworks.com um, and remember that promo code. Um, but you'll see that they're not only just doing grinders. They're like sewing machines. They basically turn into a tool company for makers. I think that's that's the direction they're going in. Um, and you know, all tried and tested stuff. So go take a look. And if if you don't, if you're making leather sheaths, you're stick. You're sick of using that thumb of yours driving that needle through. Yes. Get yourself one of them one of them leather sewing machines. Stop there playing around. So we we can keep going with uh, the unsolicited device. We, yeah, I'm we enjoying have hot these. takes yeah. too, good. and we have uh, listener feedback. Dilemmas. Okay, okay. I'm going to go with a, little, a couple more. Uh, okay, so this unsolicited advice comes from Chris. Another one from Chris. No, this is Chris. This is Chris Rosendahl. This is a different Chris Rosendahl. A different. There was a Chris. Chris Ros- the first one was Chris. Chris Dozendahl, and this is Chris Rosendahl. I think they're two Chris Rosendahls. Or maybe I'm wrong. Oh, wow. okay. Let me know. Don't let me know. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <this is> advice. <laughs> Grinder water should have dishwashing liquid in it. It reduces the surface rust and lubricates the belt when you do the next pass. There you mm, go. Makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. B-sharp carpenter, Rodney says, here's some unsolicited advice. Add a quarter teaspoon of sea salt, two tea- tablespoons of honey, the juice of half a lemon into one large Nalgene bottle of water makes a delicious, healthy, cheap electrolyte drink. Stay hydrated and keep up the great work, gents. Hmm. 
I thought you were going to say to put that in your grinder water. You don't want to be putting that in your grinder yeah, water, no. I mean... No salt water. Yeah, yeah. Smash It Knives says, here's a funny KTP story for you. I'm an active duty Air- I'm in active duty Air Force, and I have to drive through a guarded gate every day to get to work. Today, I pulled to the gate and handed my idea, ID to the guard. Right then, Craig says on the podcast, he doesn't have his pants off just in case. <laughs> he, said, well, he said, Craig said, he doesn't really have his pants off. It's just in case. The gate guard looked up at me and said, Really? And I laugh the rest of the day from work. Thanks, fellas. So. <laughs> Happy to be yeah. observed. You did a good job, Craig. Oh, that, that was perfect timing. <laughs> uh-huh. Knives, cleavers, and axes says, I know you didn't ask, but, I'm, but reading your DMs while on vacation is bad for your sex life. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Noah Lars. I don't remember what a sex life is, but yeah. 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, you relax. <laughs> Noah Larson, <laughs> sorry. I, listen, I'm sitting here in my bar, right? I've got a drink on the go. I've got an elbow weapon. I'm just all my problems are coming out. <laughs> you know, me and my uncle, like you and your sex life. I understand. It's, it's yeah, Cliffy Cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> this is cheers. This is fucking cheers. Yeah, Cliffy. Yeah. <laughs> Noah Larson says, "Here's some unsolicited advice: poke a small hole in a water vessel and put on your fu- put a, put that on your tracking wheel spark guard for a poor man's water mister." Hmm. JVB Knives Canada says, "I know you didn't ask, uh, but you know what you should do: get an app timer for your social media so you don't waste time getting things done. So you don't waste time and get things done. Uh, make sure to have someone else control it too." Uh, Jamie Mackey says, "I know you didn't ask, but I didn't know. I know you didn't ask, but you know you should keep a fresh 24 grit belt in your shop to run at full speed now and then to remind yourself you're a soft, soft sack of meat that can easily be damaged beyond repair. <laughs> be killed at any point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got. I got. Maybe loosen that tape a little dude, bit. Dude, I got well. a fucking slice off a 36 grit belt that just flung oh. off. That was flinging off. That was not nice. Not nice at all." Yeah. Uh, I got a couple more. Uh, Kolb, Kolb, not Kolb, Kolber Knives says, I know you didn't ask, but when I built my new shop, I had an electrician put in a master power switch outside the switchboard cupboard. The switch cuts off almost all the circuits to my shop while making both fire and kids safe when I'm not there. As long as I flip the switch, I don't need to wonder if I remember to turn this off or that off. And the only thing that still gets power is a heating oven. Uh, it's Norway and he's cold. Thanks for the excellent show. Keep up the great work. I have you. Do you, I mean your shop is in your house? So have you ever? Have you ever had to come back to your shop because you think you left something on? Well, we. Um, so it's 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 in a separate barn to the house now where we are now, and um, I've got, it's, it's on a completely separate power supply. Um, so I can do that. I can turn everything off. Um, as I leave, and I know that it's you know disconnected from the house. It's it's all completely independent. Um, <clears throat> but you know, there's a couple of things that I do leave running. You know, we've got a um, a temperature control temperature controlled fridge there, which you know the wood and the epoxies and stuff like that are, are stored in. So that's always running. Um, I think that's I think that's maybe it. I think that's the only thing that's not on that circuit. Where literally one switch, everything goes off as I leave, knowing that everything's you know pretty safe. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a good move, definitely. It, yeah, even if it's just for the case of the worry, you know, if you if you're one of those people who worry, you know, if I left the oven on, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, it's all just done. One just done. I come back to the shop at least 
when I, after when I get home and I'm walking the dogs, I'm kind of like recapping everything I think to myself. Yeah. Did I leave the compressor on and is it going to like be loud all night long and i will always if i even have a, a littlest of doubt i always say, say hill i gotta go back to the shop because what'd you forget now it's like every other week at once at least and and a lot of times i i just i, I didn't do it and i think to myself you are so you know the worst was we had the wall sometimes for some reason this fucking town they futz around with the water so much that like there won't be water for like a day and then mm, I'll yeah. turn the water on, not knowing and thinking to myself, which way did I turn it? Is it on or off? <laughs> if it's going to shoot out. And I'm out thinking there, to yeah. myself and I'm panicked because I'm like, if the water turns on and I have left it on, then I'm going to fill the whole basin up and maybe it'll just, you know, maybe the drain won't be. So I ran back and there, as soon as I ran back, the water was on. I left the water on and I was, oh, I was wow. lucky wow. that, you know, it wasn't, it just started back up, but. I hate I hate running back to the shop. I do it all the time. Yeah, haven't you just got like a master like? Well, as I'm talking about, like a master switch. But you must have like a circuit board, you know, a, a fuse board. I do, but with, I have with there are other things switch. going on, and I just I have ah, like okay. yeah. I have to turn off all the switches in my shop. It's like I go around and it's, I get yeah, like ten nightmare, switches. Yeah. Just hit hit this and then hit that and then hit this and then that. And I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ. And it's, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, I'm always panicked and I come run back, running back. It's just my upbringing. The last mm. one is from Knives by Nuge. And he says, here's some unsolicited advice. Don't listen to the tip about checking a firearm. Don't listen to the tip about checking a firearm in your bag when flying. United misplaced my bag. And now they're planning on FedExing a gun to my Airbnb. Apparently they're unaware that it's illegal to ship a gun to a private residence. Unrelated question: Is 10 a.m. too early to start drinking? So I guess you know when you're flying with your firearms, you probably want to be careful. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, that's probably the that's the tip of the day. You know. Yeah. Let's move on. So, <laughs> well, we got uh, we have listener feedback. We have hot takes. Whatever you want, Let's and I have some do... food. And the after show, I have a bit that I think you might enjoy. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do a hot take. But first of all, I want to tell everybody about Dharma Steel. Um, they've been sponsoring the show for a long time. Every year we do the, the Dharma Steel Chef Invitational, which is like a – it's almost like an award ceremony that they do. But um, rather than, you know, bring praise on the winner, it's more about, about highlighting the makers, really. So they have a bunch of makers, and they make these beautiful, beautiful knives, which they then submit into various categories. It's always, always a good event. Um, so we love Dharma Steel. We like working with them. They're, they're great people. But their steel itself is is fantastic. If you take a look at Dharma Steel Lab on Instagram, you'll see the kind of stuff people are making. They're always, they're not always, but they're usually sort of, you know special one-off pieces, all that kind of stuff. Beautiful, beautiful patterns that they do. It's a it's a stainless Damascus. Um, Dharma Steel se is where you go to order it. If you register and you use the promo code Knife Talk, you get ten percent off your order with them. Um, but go take a look. If you're looking for that something special, whether it's for a special customer or for a special piece, Dharma Steel is the stuff to use. It's the uh, it's beautiful, beautiful stuff. DharmaSteel.se. Go take a look. And they do pants. There we go. I hope I hope that they send be, me a that pair. I'm now down to thirty. That should be their strap line. And we do. I'm pants. down to thirty six waist. Better send me a pair. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> I'm thin now. I'm a, I'm a two o five. That's a I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm a, I'm a light heavyweight now. 
Okay, hot takes, guys. Hot takes are a uh, deliberate piece of provocative commentary. You know, it's basically, uns- you know, blah, blah, blah. You understand what a hot take is. And if you go to yeah, follow yeah. us on Instagram, Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram, you can send us your hot takes, your unsolicited advice, your listener feedback, your questions, where to answer. So I got five of them. We'll kind of run through them. Drew Lininger says, hi, here's a hot take. Doing a belt finish on a fancy Damascus or San Mai and being able to clearly see the belt lines uh, or not doing a good guard fit and leaving it rough isn't cool or a style. It's shoddy work done by people with not enough work ethic to do a good job. All right. Well, you know, I'm, look, that's it. That, what, that's, he said what he said. That's a hot take. I agree. I mean, that's what a hot take is. is a, <laughs> don't be def- don't be defensive. He's, he's, that's a hot take. All right. Paul Jansen said, "Here's a hot take. Just because something is unique doesn't mean it's valuable. Some things are limited for a reason." Also, love the bit on the law of averages: play stupid games and win a stupid prize. So last week we were, I was saying it wasn't. Last week or the week before, I was saying that when people behave poorly, you don't get – it's not karma, but it's the law of averages. Yeah. So uh, our friend Henry Hyde, Henry Hyde, Hyde Handmade says, here's a hot take for the week. Relevant to the most recent show when someone says that chicken wings are the worst cut of meat, you can tell if a person prioritizes pleasing their partners by how they eat their chicken wings. Anyone who says <laughs> anyone who says wings are too fussy, like silent missionary. Wings are the be- I've got wings tonight. Again, I'm looking forward to it. Um, they're the they're the king of all meats. Um, they're fussy, obviously. But they're I don't know if meats. they say the but king is- of meats. I think it's pound for pound. They're the pound for pound best bang for your buck. Oh, without a doubt, they're very cheap, very cheap, yeah. But I, personally, I think they're the, they're the king of meats. I mean, you could buy a pack of wings and you could split it into you know three different sort of flavors. And oh, oh don't oh, get horned up. I'm excited. Please, I'm excited I cannot, for I tonight cannot handle. I've been I've been watching. You know, uh, I well, before I was waiting for my family to get ready, to, so I take them to the airport, and I'm watching all these on Instagram these reels. People are getting so fucking horned up with the food and that this blur, <laughs> this blur between sex and food is grotesque. Uh. It's so disgusting. <laughs> you see these guys picking up their fucking glistening steak that's thick and they're making these moaning noises. It's like fucking get over yourself. You disgust me. Yeah. <laughs> that horning, the horn, I think that food and, and, Food and this whole food porn thing—it's really grotesque. Yeah, no, I I do agree, but I you yeah. dude, you get I, fucking I take, horny. I take you get fucking I horny huge, when you talk about food. Huge pleasure in, in I food. know, but you know it's a different kind I of pleasure. Know. To other yeah, pleasures, but it's close. You know? It's not that much different, dude. <laughs> I mean, you are on the cusp of, of, of like ah, Jeff. I gotta Listen, go no right now. No matter how good the food is, it's never got me hard. That's I all don't I'm know, saying. Man. You know, <laughs> where you motherfuckers talk about food, it's hard. <sighs> you get all horned up. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you should hurt yourself talking about the pork belly, man. You were like, you, I could hear you like salivating. It was just like, I was getting uncomfortable. I'm like thinking to myself, like, Jesus Christ, what is going on here? It's like, it's like some like Playboy radio all of a sudden. Hey, let's talk about the meat. Um, John Marston says, here's a hot take. You're crazy. 
Uh, your crazy making folders isn't addictive. I can quit any. Uh, your crazy making folders isn't addictive. I can quit anytime I want. I'm just not ready now. <laughs> I would love. You know who's making folders now that I'm fucking in love with is Matt White. Is it Matt White? Let me make sure I'm getting it. He's a, he makes. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know him. I'm gonna uh, let me. Matt, let me get make sure I'm making it right. Matt. Yeah, Matt White underscore TMW. He's known for making really amazing carving spoons and folders. So on Instagram, Matt White underscore TMW. He makes, yeah, carving spoons and stuff. And like the traditional Sloyd knives and those, you know, for spoon carving and stuff. And he started doing these folding knives for carving. I cannot get my fucking, I cannot stop looking at them. And I actually mentioned to him, I'm like, when you're ready to take orders, I'm all in. You know, I'm all in. So, but uh, I can imagine making folders is very addictive. Making the friction folders is so much goddamn fun. It's just like, there's no waiting for glue to dry. It's the best. Hmm. You know, I've j- I just thought, I've just looked them up as well. Um, Ekim Knives, um, his name's Mike, and Mike backwards is Ekim. Um, I remember when I, when I first started making knives and particularly looking into starting to make folders, his videos were like, they were everything, you know, looking at all his, and, you know, I sort of followed his journey from, you know, him making his first knife, and it's all on YouTube up until, up until now. And I'm just thinking, I haven't heard from him for so, so long, and I'm looking now, it's four years since his last video, um, and I don't think I see anything of his Insta- Mike on Instagram either. My, I don't know his name. Ekim Knives? It's just Ekim e. Kim Knives, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I just, I just hope, he's, it. hope he's good. Actually, just because somebody's not on Instagram, I mean they're dead. I mean, yeah, no, so I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm I mean, I, I haven't seen my just, uncle I, I on Instagram for twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate to tell you this. Oh, no, I'm just. <laughs> I'm going to fucking hell. I'm going to hell. It's worth it. Uh, no, I, I, just, I just, his name just came to me then when you were talking about folding knives. I was thinking, oh, I wonder what's happened to that guy. And yeah, he hasn't, uh, yeah. So I, I'm just saying, if you're listening, Mike, I hope you're well. Because um, he ain't listening. your videos were, were a big sort of inspiration to me. And um, yeah, you're, you're a good dude. All right. Sending our best to Ekim Knives. And the last hot take is, is Anonymous. Ooh. Anonymous. And it says, no matter what clever quote you find or T-shirt you buy and wear with pride, never forget that you didn't come up with it. <laughs> you weren't original enough, and no one really thinks you were smart enough to be so irreverent. <laughs> I like it. It's true, dude. Like People it. buy T-shirts. People buy T-shirts, and it's as if when they're wearing the T-shirt that somehow... Instead of them purchasing something from someone, it's as mm. if they're making people think that this was made by them. Yeah. And it's yeah. hilarious because it's just like, I don't think you're smart enough to come up with something like this, to be honest with you, but people do. Same thing with the fucking memes. People just grabbing memes and then they're putting them up as their own. And it's as this, it's hilarious. So congratulations, yeah. Anonymous. They're, they're joining a tribe, aren't they? Some they're tribe. their people. Some tribe. Yeah. And talking about t-shirts, I'm in the t-shirt business. Are you? <laughs> so our band, we put up t-shirts this week. And, I, and like for ages with Knife Talk, people said, do t-shirts again. I'm like, it was such a fucking headache. Such a headache. 
Um, but I found a new company that do it really well, the whole drop shipping thing, so they'll handle everything. But um, they've been really good. And we, we sold 41 T-shirts this week really? as the, the band. So yeah, where so do we get the Uplift T-shirts? Um, uh, Uplift.band. Are, are we gonna, does this mean that maybe there'll be Knife Talk T-shirts? Well, I'm thinking, it was, literally, it's no stress for for me. It's We just put the design, they handle everything. They handle the shipping, all the customer service. They do literally everything. Whereas before, the, the other company promised that to us, but they, they were shit. Should we, should we do um, it? Should we, this is big news. We're going to do T-shirts again? This is again? big news. We could, we could do Knife Talk T-shirts again without us having to really do anything. Do you want to do, you know, do, you this, do the original one? Now, now we have a really interesting conversation. Do you want to do the original oh. one? Or do you want to do a new one? Or do you want to draw something up? Or... What do you think? I don't know. Let, let's. I, this is an uh, after-show conversation. Don't ask the listener. <laughs> no, that, no, that's what I'm saying. Let's not. Let's not ask them. We, we, we'll put stuff up there if they want it. They can have it. But let's not take recommendations. I, I mean, the original Knife Talk T-shirt is is good with the with the logo. But yeah. I liked it. Yeah. The one I drew that uh, the best-looking man in knife t- making, Steve Pellegrino, wears. And it's with the, the hand, hand. Yes. hand pick. It was the hand pick. That was a good T-shirt because it was really that was like a good one. Yeah. I think maybe that T-shirt should come back. Yeah, but maybe we'll do that in like a limited color, so it's not so people who got the original they're the OGs, right. you know. We, you I'm know, fu- make them. I mean, if it's a, I like I hate merch, and the only reason yeah. why I hate it because it's a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I found this company. They're called Spod, and um, they handle everything. And they do international. And I know. I international, and I know people who ordered on Tuesday, and they got them on Thursday. Which is dude, like, the last great. one. It would be months, Ugh. or didn't I spent I spent most most of my time not preparing for this show, but just trying to sort out people's orders, and it was fucking terrible, terrible. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's no money in t-shirts, but if people want t-shirts, that we can we can. Do I'm them. totally Easy. for t-shirts. Oh, here we are, uplift cool. dot band. Look at you, look at you, one leg up, and you're singing that microphone. You got picks all over the place. God damn! Look at you. You got gigs all over the place. Merchandise. We've got very few coming up, but we've. I like oh, your merchandising. This, this is there. Let's just talk about the merchandising guy. Let's just talk about the t-shirt uh, sample guy. So sample if you, guy, yeah. <laughs> you go to uplift.band <laughs> and you go down to merch lift mer, um, uh, merch merchandise. There's this dude who I don't know what happened to him shoulders. <laughs> But his arms—he looks like a knife maker to he me. He doesn't look. He looks no, like, he looks like he might have sleeve. some sort of spina bifida or something. He got, he got, <laughs> he got some. He got something up with his chest or something's going on with him. You know, I mean, he looks tough and all, but something's dr- drastically wrong. <laughs> but um, God bless him. I mean, he, it doesn't even look like his hand's really in his. It looks like his hand is photoshopped into his pocket. Yeah, Maybe he doesn't have yeah, fingers. It doesn't look Maybe quite this right. Is, Maybe it's the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Funny, I gotta get one of them shirts though. <laughs> <sighs> we could do, but yeah, we can do that. We yeah, could do let's that. do t-shirts um, again. T- let let's let's wrap up. Get to an after show. What else can we do before? Well, we Well, we have a little listener feedback. Um, okay. Oh, here's a nice listener feedback. This one's from Dawson Kennelly. Dawson Kennelly says, "Not a question, hot take, dilemma, or community showcase, but I wanted to thank you guys for doing the podcast. I've learned a lot and laughed a lot listening to you guys yammer on about knives or whatever else is happening in the world." Thanks. I did want to re- say say shout out to our friend and listener J Mod Knives. 
a number mm. of he's been sending in questions. He's a skateboarder and a knife maker, and they he, a couple a couple episodes ago he talked about how do I get how do I drop an anvil off a twelve foot vert ramp. Yeah, did he make? The I video? don't know if he made a video about that, but he took this and I put it on the Instagram, the Knife Talk Instagram. They took an awesome picture of him going up the ramp and like doing like a skateboarding off the off the anvil. It's an awesome picture, and he actually has uh, skateboard decks for sale. And I actually bought one. Um, they're they're knife making skateboards. So J Mod Knives is the man, and he's just a cool dude, man. He's a great skateboarder. He does great videos. Does little fun knives, and he's a one of the more interesting characters in the knife making community so J Mod knives congratulations on your new skateboard deck and the pictures are dynamite they're really fucking cool cool um yeah if you want to finish that off here and we could go into the uh, after show i got some good shit for you shall yeah. we okay well listen thank you all we talk about this every week but without this without the listeners we wouldn't be anything because we try to sort of we don't just, you know, broadcast a show. We try to, you know, get the listener involved, and most of the content that we have is generated by the listener. So we seriously do mean it when we say thank you for, for listening and for contributing. And that's it for now. We shall see you next week. Bye for now. Was that so, the – now it's just tapping on the, the door? That's the fastest one now ever. It's, now it's just tapping on the mic? <laughs> now, <laughs> not that, I'm, I'm actually pressing the button, but I need to tap it fast, so – there we, there we, that, go. we used to have an outro and then it gets slower and slower and slower and now it's just like a tap <laughs> now the show's it's the show's over guys you're in the after show yeah. now that's show's the over. best anything goes that might be one of my favorite yeah. things is the transformation of the the lackadaisical quality of the tra- of the transition between the show and the after show but physiologically it's very different from now i'm now slumped a bit i maybe have undone my belt a little bit I've got my drink in my. It, it, I feel different. We, you know, we, we've done all the sponsors. I, I can chill out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was supposed to have. I was supposed to have Tony. Tony, my business partner, Tony, was going to come on this coming week, and he he couldn't make it. So I actually was going to do full blast with them, and we were going to talk about food stuff. So I found all these food articles, and I thought. Well, maybe I'll save it for somebody else. And I thought, well, Craig's here. He likes to talk food. He gets all horned up about food. So I can read to you, and you decide what you want to do. Um, This one's interesting for Tony. might not be interesting for you. The 12 food trends that will explode in popularity this year. That's one thing you could do. Yeah, let's do that because they're always fucking shitty. Well, it's going to be more... Croissant being something else this year or whatever. It's going to be more. Um, it isn't. It isn't fun. It, it's more like industry shit, like kombucha. Okay. Talking right. about kombucha and mushrooms and shit. It's. It's for you. I don't think it's going to be that interesting. This one's okay. better. This one is eight popular food combos on TikTok that you need to try ASAP. <laughs> that is such a, like a fucking. <laughs> thing to say on tiktok you must try asap this is one thing that people are trying it's watermelon and yellow mustard have you heard about that oh no that's a thing um since uh content creator blah 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 shared this unexpected snack fruit lovers everywhere have been giving watermelon with a drizzle of uh, yellow mustard to try he claims it's tangy vinegary and has the mustard complements that the melon's natural sweetness seamlessly Lizzo, on the other hand, tried it and decided that 
A sprinkle of tahini was tastier, a tastier root, and you didn't go back from that. The verdict is it's weird. Okay. Yeah. No, I can't see that working. Okay, here's another no. one. I know, I know there's this whole thing about having, you know, sharp and sweet and salt and all, everything together, but it needs to fucking work as well. I, I'll tell you something that the New York Times had on years ago that my mother tried and told me I got to try it, and I thought, this sounds disgusting, and it's fantastic, is you know how you like peanut butter and jelly? You substitute yes. the jelly for sweet pickles. And yeah, I can sort of see that. In, yeah. It doesn't taste as sweet as you th- and I hate sweet pickles. I think sweet pickles are abomination. I hate them. I think I think everything about sweet pickles are dumb. They're not mm-hmm. good. I tried it and it becomes a peanut butter and jelly, but the jelly is a very mild cucumber flavor. Something happens with the the sugar and everything mm. like that and the peanut butter. Peanut butter and sweet pickles is shockingly good. Shockingly good. Mm, um, nice. We've we've been giving the kids um, peanut butter with apples. You know, oh to yeah, get sure. The peanut butter, the apple. That's that's fucking brilliant. I love it. Uh, here's what another thing on TikTok is pickles with in Kool Aid. If you're from Mississippi, Kool Aid infused pickles are a convenience store staple. To new, I don't know what Kool Aid is. I, I know Kool Aid is know, like phrase, uh, one of them. Drinking the Kool Aid. Kool Aid is. Know you know what Kool Aid like. is? No, I've never tasted that. Well, I don't know. Like I mean, now. it's like it's a powder that you add water and sugar to. And it makes like a drink. They're pretty. They're, you get oh, you buy my right. packets, and then okay. you just no, no. We don't. We don't get them here. I'm sure you have something That's similar. I know. I know of the phrase. No, you I don't can't have. Think, you no. don't have any kind of like beverages that you that start off as a powder and then you add it to water. Not no, really. You're no. telling me oh, in no, Europe oh. that nobody's adding fucking powder to water to make a drink. It's not a thing, no. No, Wait, it, it, maybe if it's maybe it's for medicinal purpose, you get some sort of you know some sort of medicines are like that. But do not you not normal... have iced tea in 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 Europe? We have sweet, iced tea. sweet tea bottles, and it's yes, not in yeah, like it a in, in it's not like in a container of that you can like take a scoop out and you scoop out the stuff and you... God no, no. I have to stop the whole show to say to, because <laughs> you're telling me These cultural difference. You're telling me. <laughs> That there are no powdered beverages in Europe or the UK. I'm telling you. That's I mean, crazy. The only ones that I think of now are a hot chocolate. Okay. Okay. You know, hot drinks. Um, obviously, yeah. you know, instant coffees, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, you see, you know, the um, like the protein drinks people use, you know, and all that but kind of like stuff. But not like that shit. I'm but talking not... about like iced tea or yeah. lemonade or... Jesus no, Christ. De- no, I'm definitely not. Maybe that's no. why you guys aren't so obese. I mean, maybe that's why maybe. the obesity rate, because you know, we've been grazed on like uh, Americans are nodding their head. I used to get, my dad used to buy big cartons of Country Time Lemonade, and you'd get it regular yellow flavored, and you'd get it pink flavored. And there'd be a scoop inside, and when you opened up the top, there'd be this like waft of that's sweet like baby dust. milk. No, not for fucking babies. Oh, this is for fuck. regular people, not <laughs> for babies. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But it comes like baby milk with a scoop yeah. in it that you. And scoop. then you fucking oh, take, fuck and then no. the, you open the top, and this waft of like powdered sweet dust goes up your nose, and then you and oh. then you take a couple scoops and put in a pitcher filled with water and ice, and then you make a a nice cold beverage because your 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 family's too cheap to buy containers of it. Actually, it's probably better Jeez. for the environment, but. So it's like a sherbet. No, sure. What's it? You mean ice cream? Not ice cream. It's it's powdered drink. Oh fuck! We're, we're, we're going way off track here. Sherbet's very different. What's to sherbet us to an ice cream? But well, oh, sherbet, sherbet to us is is almost like a like almost like a flavored sugar. 
that you eat. That it's just called sherbet. Erodes your teeth. Sherbet, yeah, sherbet. Okay, let's yeah. just. And it's normally really sharp. It's and normally you like stick your finger in it and then you something. shove it in your mouth. Or sometimes with a licorice stick. We're talking different ends of spectrum. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What the fu- You're fucking sticking licorice sticks and powdered sugar and eating it. Well, because the yeah. licorice isn't sweet yeah. enough. Well, no, you use that as almost as a spoon Jesus Christ. because it sticks to the sherbet, so you can eat it, and then at the end you just eat and the sherbet. So, as well as corroding your teeth, they go black at the very end, which is you know, sh- so sherbet is is powdered sugar treat. Yeah, but it's almost more um, finer, more of a dust oh. normally. But yeah, it's 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 basically pure sugar with a really sharp, you normally a citrus sort of twang. I to would it, yeah. suggest that the people who buy sherbet put a little water in there, <laughs> make, <laughs> make a drink. drink. Make wow, a fucking drink. Okay. You got cool. That's Kool Aid. There you go. That's Kool Aid. Sherbert. There we go. From what okay. I, I mean, Sherbit. It's not sure. I call it, my, We all call it Sherbert. It's Sherbit. Sherbit is a type of ice cream that derived from the Middle East, believe it or not, and it was a fruit flavored like gelato. Not gelato. It was a fruit flavored um, ice that was added with cream. So they, they it made it more. Sherbert is Sherbet is more like. It's not ice cream. It's more like a dairy-flavored fruit frozen dessert. It's a little bit different between sherbet mm. and ice cream. But it, that's that's what we know of a sherbet. All right, so who gives right. a shit about okay. fucking pickles and cool? We've just made the Atlantic that little bit smaller. Okay. Flaming hot Cheetos and ranch dressing mixed together. <laughs> who cares? Yeah, I could see that working, uh, yeah. Cucumbers and sugar. All right, we just went over that. Bell pepper mm. sandwich filling. Bell pepper plus sandwich filling. So using – that's a fucking trend that is annoying. Have you ever seen these things? Of the, these these people think that they're getting away from low carbs by using a pickle as bread? It's oh, the dumbest thing sandwich. of all time. That's number five. Yeah. Get out of here. Okay, here's another one. Tomato and chocolate. It's no. one pregnancy craving that TikTokers taste again and again. They've tried Hershey milk chocolate. Many creators use dark chocolate instead. Final verdict, hear us out. It's weirdly good, but barely. Like, could we eat this? Yes. Would we rather just eat chocolate by itself? Absolutely. However, we're betting sun-dried tomatoes with chocolate taste better uh, since they're having contrasting tart flavors. Neither. Neither. I've got a thing with tomatoes where, um, like, tomato sauces, you know, a cooked-down tomato is great. But a raw tomato, which I know some people love, and, you know, they're, I love the smell of them, you know, when they're from a greenhouse and they're fresh. I love that. Um, but to me, they just taste soapy, and that's a thing. Apparently, there's like about you know five percent of people who there's, there's certain chemicals in the tomato. It just tastes like soap, and it does. A, a raw tomato to me is just soapy in the mouth. What about like, cilantro, soapy, or you probably call it coriander? Coriander, yeah, similar, yeah, very yeah. similar. Actually, it's not my it's not my thing. Yeah, I didn't. But again, cooked cooked in something once it's cooked and the, the, the enzymes break down and stuff, it's it, it's fine. But when they're when they're raw, it's that soapy. Well, for me, it was always the kind of like soft juiciness that I didn't like. It was just kind of like a, a very very over ripened cantaloupe. I just there's something about the mm. kind of like the biting in. I grew to like them, and now we're we're I I do we like them a lot, uh, raw mm. with salt and onions and stuff. Yeah, and I do love that smell, you know, of a fresh tomato. I like when I walk past Best. our tomato plants. I like to grab a leaf and rub my fingers on the leaf and smell that. Oh, that smells good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, peanut butter and hot dogs. Um, 
No. <laughs> Fuck no. You truly won't believe how well these flavors go together until you try them. Peanut butter melts. Uh, okay. Uh, pieces, Reese's peanut butter cups and pickles. Selena Gomez is obsessed with pickles. Uh, that's that. All right. Well, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm talking about being obsessed and P- Selena Gomez. I don't understand Selena Gomez. What do you mean? I... I uh, I don't think she's talented. As, uh, I don't mean to shame people here, right? <laughs> I don't think there's many Selena Gomez uh, fans listening to this show. But I've got a thing where I don't think she's a good actress. I don't think she's a good singer. And she's got a weird fat face. Whoa, look at you. She, I know. I'm just saying. I don't understand the... But she's not for you. People's obsession with but Selena Gomez. But she isn't Gomez. for you, then. She's not for me. I mean, no, you're right. I could say the same thing about Selena... Celine Dion. I never understood that. <laughs> never, not once. Do, 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 do. I never understood yeah. her at all. Something about her, I just couldn't get it. But, you know, and I just... Yeah. Is she French? Is she Canadian? Is she Swiss? I chalked it up she? to it's yeah. just not for me. It's not for me. Yeah, now, right. I'm going to give you some other options. We could do the most overrated sandwiches in America, which might be fun. Okay. Okay. Let's do that one quickly. I need to be gone in 11 okay. minutes. Okay. Because there's Glastonbury's on the TV. And so okay, I'm going to read from seventh to worst, uh, the most overrated okay. flavors. The most overrated sandwiches in the United States. Subway sandwiches. I don't think you have Subway. Subway is... We do. Oh, yeah. No, yeah overrated yeah, number yeah. seven. That meatball marinara, though, if, if, you're, if you're stuck, it's not bad. It's fucking bad, dude. It's fucking bad. <laughs> I did used to eat their veggie burgers, and I thought they were actually really good. Um, White Castle burgers. I mean, you don't have White Castle, right? No, we don't know. Uh, actually, White Castle gave me the worst uh, diarrhea I've ever had in my life. Oh, jeez. We were buying, uh, my <laughs> wife and I bought our first uh, new car when we were first together. It was like this big event for us. We had to go to the Bronx to get it. And it was, it was like our first big purchase. Was it a, a stolen car? What? <laughs> was it a stolen no, it was car? A fucking, you put the Bronx no, to get it. stolen car. We, went to a, we got a, Volk, we got a uh, Volkswagen. It was our first, like big purchase as a couple and the, we went to let's celebrate let's go to have you ever been to white castle let's go to white castle and they make sliders these little tiny hamburgers mm. and the and they're cooked in onions and they're steamed buns and we ate a pile of them and they tasted great and i was just like i have got to go to the bathroom now <laughs> uh number five is any sandwich with french fries in it do you know about this thing oh yeah over here at Burgers over here are fucking terrible, and they always do an Americana burger, and basically that's a burger with French fries on top. Fucking terrible. Well, the, it, there's a place, in, I'm reading this, there's a place called in Pittsburgh called Primanti Brothers, and they put French fries in their sandwiches, and every single one of their sandwiches can come up with French fries on top. Um, they go an extra mile to put a skip together. Uh, okay, so any sandwich with French fries on it. The McDonald's McRib is number four. <laughs> Have you ever had that? I don't they do well, over here they don't do them anymore but maybe for 10 I years I haven't them. had one I fucking love when I was a kid we never New York New York for years was the worst you couldn't get barbecue at all like you didn't we didn't know what good barbecue was so when the McRib came yeah, out we we're like yeah. this is fucking awesome <laughs> Number 3 is the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich overrated super duper overrated Number 2 is Po'boys you know what a Po'boy is Po' no, boy is a, no. a Louisiana. It sounds Korean, does it? Excuse me. Is it no. Korean? Oh no, no. I don't know that. <laughs> no, a po' boy is 
from New Orleans. And it's basically what they, they made these sandwiches for people. And it was like mostly bread and mayonnaise and lettuce and tomato with some fried shit in it. And it was like to stretch out. Like they were made for po' boys. So people who were not didn't have a lot of money could afford oh, the sandwich. Oh, boys. Okay, gotcha. And they're, okay. they're overrated. The number one overrated sandwich compa- by this, by this uh, article is the Philly cheesesteak. Philly cheesesteak is considered the number one most overrated sandwich. Hmm. I said, uh, yeah, it's, it's like anything else. It's subjective, and it depends where you get them. I bet there's great Philly cheesecakes and <laughs> steaks, not cheesecakes. And I bet there's fucking terribly shitty ones. You know, it's. I I waited in line probably two hours for a Philly cheesesteak, and it was fine. I mean, I wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't wait in line again mm. for it, and you know, but. There we are. So, don't yeah. call me Philly. I don't. I don't. It wasn't my fault. I voted for roast pork and broccoli. Rob, that's supposed to be number one. Roast pork and broccoli. That's a, no broccoli. Mm. Rob, broccoli. Rob is a broccoli that's a little bit bitter. And there's this sandwich called roast pork. There's a famous place called Denix in in Philly, and they do a roast pork, and then they'll cut the roast pork up and put it on a sandwich with. Broccoli Rob and provolone cheese, and that's from the Philly guys. A lot of Philly guys say that's the real Philly sandwich. Mm. So nice. And on that bombshell, I tried. Everybody, they can't all be winners. I mean, <laughs> Lord have mercy. No, that was good. That was good. And a lot of them I just didn't understand because I it's, just can't it's believe you guys thing. don't put. It didn't have any. I mean, I would think that some 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 people in the UK that don't have a lot of dough. Get yourself a couple bags of powdered drink and make some drinks. Powdered drink. <laughs> uh, it does. I mean, ecologically, it makes a lot of sense. Doesn't well, it? the sugar. You, know? I mean, we, you never follow the directions, and you're always making it way sweeter. I mean, like for like soccer mm. camp, they used to make bug juice, and they would have like gallons of it, and they would just like uh. put like you know cups of it in and fill it with the water from the garden hose, and then they could feed yeah. it. We could make some enough drink for everybody. We have like squash, they call it squash, which is um, basically like a sugary syrup, and it's you know then you dilute that in water. So it'd be a bottle of a liquid, and you'd put maybe you know five percent in the bottom of a glass, and the rest would be water, and that would mix. But we don't have it in powder form. Squash, no. and it, what does it taste like? Squash. Um, it you know you get like an orange flavor, or you know at a. Like in summer fruits or a blackcurrant flavor. How did our cultures split so far apart from each other? I know. That we're like, we're shocked at the different things that we each do. Like, why wouldn't they say, hey, the Americans are making powdered drink. Let's make some powdered drink. Or we're saying, why don't we make some of that squash? We don't do it. We don't, we don't do that. We do our own thing. It's so so annoying. We're worlds apart, Jeff. Apparently. Thank you all very much for listening. Um, we shall speak to you again next. And I think Morocco's back next he week is. too. So we'll have uh, tales from Bear Country um, from Morocco. And uh, we hope you all have a good, positive week. Bye for now. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.